0: My name is Carl Carafell, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. We're looking at episode 273 of this broadcast, and we're continuing to go strong, and it's all because of you guys. Thank you so much to each and every one of you that come out and watch this on a weekly basis or whether you are watching it afterwards, or whether you are listening to this in podcast form, I thank you. If you do want to be part of the conversation, make sure that you're checking us out Tuesdays, usually 6.05, sometimes 8.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you too can be part of the conversation in the chat, just like my good friend Joe says, Watching from the office at work today. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Mighty Joe and I started this a long time ago. Back in 2015, we started this. And well, I'll give it to you guys right now. If you guys have not checked out Turnbuckle Studios, I want you to go and check that out on YouTube because. There's a new program that's going to be airing on there probably about once a month, maybe a little bit more, called The Magic Hour with Mighty Joe. Where he's going to be going through and talking about all different things having to do with the card game magic and uh, any of the different incarnations of it. Taking you through box openings, taking you through different cards that are in there maybe even some gameplay at some point. I'm not sure what he has planned, but I'm sure he's going to be bringing you all great stuff with that. The first episode is already there. So go and check that out. Make sure you give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment if you want as well. And hit that bell. Ring that bell so that you're notified every time a new video drops today's episode we've got a little bit of this and that going on as mighty joe says we'll definitely be posting some gameplay at some point so that's good to know very good to know so if you're into magic the gathering any incarnation of it mighty joe is going to be taking you through that and that's awesome we're just talking a little bit of this and that this week ah We're going to start out with probably the biggest thing that's happened so far in the world of professional wrestling for this week. And that is this latest pay-per-view from All Elite Wrestling called Double or Nothing. So now... Pluggo, thank you. I try to be as studly as I possibly can. JPJ coming in as well. Thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate that. Get in on the conversation just like these guys are doing right now, as we're going to be talking double or nothing. Now, I know what all of you are saying, and I know what a lot of you are thinking right now. A lot of you are thinking, good God, four hours. Of a pay per view, four freaking hours of a pay per view. Are you kidding me right now? I'm going to tell you all to shut your face. That's right. Shut your face. So this sounds like a you problem. And yes, I'm starting this out pretty heated, pretty heavy right now because I hear it all the time. I'm hearing. It was too long of a show. It was too long of a pay-per-view. Blah, 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 blah. Bullshit. You complain when the WWE doesn't give you a full three hours of a pay-per-view. You complain when a company gives you over three hours of a pay-per-view. And they're only giving you these four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour pay-per-views, what, four times a year? but yet you'll sit there every Monday night for three hours of Raw on a freaking weekly basis. Get your head out of your ass. Please. If you're not wanting to see a four-hour pay-per-view, then don't watch the AEW pay-per-views, because you know they're going to be that long. Catch the highlights on YouTube that's your best way or just watch it and shut up and enjoy professional wrestling uh joe coming in here saying thank you carl for letting me do this and to all of those who have already watched the videos thank you as well yeah of course um i'm always looking to grow and expand turnbuckle studios with different content i mean i've got my stuff on there we've got the boar's nest on there we've got now the magic hour as well (laughs) joe i didn't watch it but the show was too long lol just kidding shut your face that's how i feel on that now was this their best pay-per-view no no it wasn't And the reason for that, I think, is because we are used to seeing banger matches continuously all the way through AEW shows, big shows like this. And I don't think we really got that this time. Not every match was an absolute banger of a match. There were good matches. There definitely was. But they all weren't. Freaking amazing, like we're used to. Joe, I'm definitely going to be getting into this because, yes, I 100% agree with this. Joe says they've done a great job building and getting Wardlow over. Before we talk about Wardlow, we're going to talk about the buy in matchup or the pre show matchup. Hookhausen, consisting of Hook and Danhausen, send Hook taking on Tony Nice and Mark Sterling. Smart Mark Sterling. A good tag team matchup, five minutes, 20 seconds long. We had Hookhausen going over, which I assumed they would because they're the ones that they're kind of building right now. Tony Neese is great, but we all know Tony Nese. Uh Smart Mark, I mean, we're starting to kind of know a little bit more about Smart Mark Sterling, so it's going to be his time to be built at some point not necessarily maybe right now but hookhausen is freaking hot right now and they went over which i am totally cool with i wasn't so much a huge fan of danhausen in the beginning and to be honest not really a huge fan of hook in the beginning either but I'm starting to get it the more and more that I'm seeing them and I know that they're getting this little bit of a boost. Good job on that opener match to bring us into the pay-per-view where we weren't sure if this match was even going to happen beforehand. So Wardlow was taking on MJF. Um, MJF kind of skipped out on uh, the access stuff that they have like the day before he was scheduled and people paid to see mjf to have a one-on-one get a photo whatever with mjf and he essentially skipped out on it So then that led to the questions, what's going on? Then we started hearing rumors and rumblings that he booked a flight out of Las Vegas. Where Double or Nothing took place. Thankfully, he showed up. And as he showed up, this... For me... This matchup really made MJF not really look bad, but it didn't really help or hinder him at all. It, 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 it really didn't. <laughs> Joe's saying, I found it amusing that people were shocked that a heel didn't show up for a meet and greet. You know what? You're right. You're right. I find that hilarious as well. But on the other hand, if I had paid money for that and he didn't show up, I would be pissed. I would genuinely be pissed. Because not only did people, a few people pay to go and see him, his meet and greet was sold the freak out. It was sold out. So all these people were kind of left disappointed, which I get, I understand. Thankfully, we, they got to see him on the show. Noob, thanks for coming in here, my friend. It says, I was looking forward to seeing a brutal match between MJF and Wardlow. But instead, it turned out to be a random squash match. See, that's kind of what I'm talking about. This didn't hurt MJF. It didn't help MJF either, though. I think MJF is still just in that same place that he was before he's MJF. Whereas this did really good things for Wardlow stipulations that were on this singles matchup was that uh, if Wardlow won, he would be granted his release from his contract with MJF and he could sign with AEW then if he wanted to, or he could sign with anyone else. Doesn't matter because he's out of that contract. Joe saying, and that's why he's next level as a heel. I could really see WWE trying to sign him. See, that was, we don't know. There still may be talks going on between the WWE and MJF. We don't know, but there definitely could be. But Wardlow won this. And since he won it, They got, oh, they got a notification in their headset. What's that? Oh, Wardlow is now permanently with AEW. He has been signed. Like, right off the hop. (laughs) Right off the bat. He, He was just signed. Done. Good. And then they put up the graphic. Wardlow is all elite. Beautiful but it was really quick. It was a seven minute, 30 second matchup that saw MJF kind of ducking out a little bit. And then, you know, Wardlow kind of finally getting his hands on and giving him like, what was it? 10 power bombs in that matchup. I would have been cool with just the standard four, but seeing 10 of them, holy shit. Good on MJF for taking that and for doing that. Because there's not a lot of people that definitely would. Joe says, only downside there would be that they would give him some stupid name and tone him down. You're right. You're right. They definitely would. The WWE is notorious for doing that. Uh, We've seen such cases, you know, with, with a bunch of other wrestlers that have come in from other companies. We've seen that. This next matchup, Went 19 minutes and 15 seconds. And this one here, I've got a little bit to say about this as well, okay? So, this matchup was the Hardys. That's right, those Hardys, Matt and Jeff Hardy, taking on the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, with Brandon Cutler at ringside. The Hardys eventually won this matchup, And there is so much out there surrounding Jeff Hardy. Once again, after his performance during this tag team matchup, let me get to this one here quickly. Joe says, but it would be interesting to see him sneak up on Cody out of nowhere. You've already got a uh, built-in storyline with those two. Yeah, you you do. You definitely do. (gasps) Astrid, the natural catch her tonight for NXTEA. Go and spill a little tea with Astrid tonight. As Astrid, Cody, and Ed talk NXT. It's good to see you, Astrid. Thank you for coming by. Right now, we're talking a little this and that. We're talking right now, at least, double or nothing. And we're on the Hardies. So the situation with Jeff Hardy right now everybody is shitting all over him for his work inside that ring I hate to burst your bubble people okay Jeff Hardy is an addict he's an addict and while he Ed and Astrid tonight I'm guessing no Cody That's okay. Go and check out Ed and Astrid, anyways. They do fantastic with that show, NXT. Jeff Hardy is an addict. Now, even though he is clean off of drugs, off of alcohol, off of whatever he has done in the past, he is still an addict. Now, I'm not saying that he was on anything during this matchup, but he's an adrenaline junkie. And throughout his entire career, what have we been asking for from Jeff Hardy? All that high-flying, flippy shit is what we continue to ask for from Jeff Hardy. And that is an adrenaline rush like you wouldn't believe. So now you need to ask yourself, are you part of the problem? Are you part of the reason why Jeff Hardy is working the way that he's working, is looking the way that he's looking, and moving the way that he moves? Because we continue to this day to want and request that Jeff Hardy give us what he's been doing 20 years ago. Yeah, that's the problem. We are the problem. Jeff Hardy isn't the problem maybe we need to take a look at ourselves and go hey we've got the young bucks to do all of that high fly flippy shit now let's maybe allow them to do it and stop continuously needing to see it from jeff nero hardy joe says i hope they don't try to make it a storyline like the wwe did it still bothers me from before. I, you know what? Me too. It still bothers me as well. And I really hope that they don't do that. Ed coming in here. Good to see you, my friend. And he he even says, Jeff is what Darby's future likely looks like. And you're right. <laughs> you're right. And and that's another name that we can throw in there. We've got Darby Allen to do all of that flippy shit right now. Darby Allen's young. The Bucks aren't as young. The Bucks are are middle-aged, right? When it comes to professional wrestling age, they're they're, they're middle-aged. Jeff Hardy is a grandpa when it comes to wrestling age. So we're the problem. Yes, there were some mistakes, there were some botches, there was some shit that happened and went down, and his boot came undone. So with his boot being undone, I've been there where my laces have come undone during a match, and it is hard for you to work in those boots when they're not secure and tight. It's it's difficult. So we saw some issues. Okay, I'm going to move on now because if not, that's going to piss me off even more. I need to have some of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper for a moment. Thank you for allowing me that. We had a singles matchup that went seven minutes and 25 seconds. I'm going to take this here, this, uh, Comment here from Joe. He says it's a style of working that tends to pop the other high flyer wrestlers more than it does that of the audience. I think you're right. To some extent, I think you're right. Um, does it pop the audience? It definitely does. I mean, it, it, that's kind of like saying that um, ECW would pop the hardcore wrestlers more than it does the audience there's an audience for it right and and maybe with the high fly flippy shit there really isn't that big of an audience for it anymore i get that but um i don't know i think the audience is still pretty into it so i don't know i don't know tbs championship yes we had the tbs championship defended on this pay-per-view 7 minutes and 25 seconds which is actually longer than I thought that it was going to go and I'm thankful that it did go this far we had Jade Cargill the champion defeating Anna Jay okay I'm okay I'm okay with that I'm definitely fine with that and I'm fine with what we saw afterwards as well spoiler alert We had an Athena sighting. Athena made her way to AEW and down that ramp. And I feel that a program between Athena and Jade Cargill is going to happen and that Athena is going to be the one to dethrone the TBS champion. Calling it now calling it now. Oh Astrid that I I don't think I would have been able to handle that. I would have lost my shit. Astrid saying I thought she was going to join the baddie section. If you're not sure what that is, the baddie section is um Jade Cargill's like entourage, her group, her baddies. That's that's what they, they they've called her, right? And uh what is it fire and desire um are the two that are Uh, with her right now okay cool yeah astrid saying me too she uh she would have lost her shit too i definitely would have It, it it i would not have been a fan of that at all but this matchup was quick it was simple it was easy it was a good matchup i was okay with it i was okay with the outcome and how things went Six-man tag team matchup. Now, I know uh, Mighty Joe is not a fan of these because they can tend to become a cluster. 15 minutes and 35 seconds. This one actually wasn't too, too bad, though. We had Death Triangle consisting of Pac, Penta Oscuro, and Ray Fenix taking on the House of Black, being Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King. Good matchup. For me, there really wasn't a lot that was memorable about this. But it was a good matchup. That much I remember. We had the men's Owen Hart Foundation tournament final happen on this show as well. A 12 minute and 30 second matchup. We saw Adam Cole defeat Samoa Joe by pinfall to get his name on the very first Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Cup. After that, we had the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Final, where we had Ruby Soho taking on Dr. Britt Baker. And I do have to say that Ruby Soho, with the live band, playing her music was amazing for her to come out to. Now, the majority of the time when something like that happens, that typically would mean that they've gone through all this pomp and circumstance so that the winner can be adorned even greater and remembered because she had this amazing entrance with a live band. We did not see that. We actually saw Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, win. So the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament final winners are the couple of Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker. So now I come back to the very beginning where I talked about how long this pay-per-view was and I've seen some information come out that maybe not a lot of people know. So, I'm going to put it out there. Tony Khan paid for an extra hour of pay-per-view time. Because he wanted Martha Hart to go out there after this these two tournament matches and have as much time as she wanted she could have taken 45 minutes if she wanted to and tony khan would have been a okay with that thankfully they were able to kind of have her hone things in i don't believe that she was even going to go 40 minutes with it but uh she had an idea of what she wanted what she wanted to say what she wanted to do so tony khan paid for the extra hour which is why we had so many matches on this card as well, because Martha kind of kind of gave, you know, here's what I'm going to do, here's about how long it should be. And they went off of that. But she came out and actually gave um, both Adam Cole and Britt Baker championship titles kind of in the very similar style of uh, old Stampede Wrestling championships. And it was very beautiful to see. You want to see those? Go and check out AEW's socials. It's It'll be all over there. Even go check out uh, uh, Britt or Adam Cole's socials. It'll all be there. Just simply gorgeous they were. Going to move on to the six-person mixed tag team matchup. Okay, so I'm just going to go through this quick because this really did nothing for me. We had American Top Team, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Paige Van Zandt taking on Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conte. American Top Team won. So now that means that neither Frankie Kazarian nor Sammy Guevara can challenge for the TNT Championship as long as Scorpio Sky is the champion. I don't care. Moving on Kyle O'Reilly taking on Darby Allen in a singles matchup. We did get, get another singles matchup here and we got one more singles matchup coming up as well. Not two more, actually. Kyle O'Reilly defeated Darby Allen. It's what you would expect from the two of them. This matchup here, this next one, 16 minutes and 55 seconds of pure, Beauty inside of a professional wrestling ring. The AEW Women's Championship was on the line as Thunder Rosa took on Serena Deeb. I would have been okay with Serena Deeb. I would be okay with Thunder Rosa. I don't care which one of them is champion. It ended up being Thunder Rosa retaining her championship. If you have not seen that match, find it however you can because they put on a beautiful show and an amazing clinic when it comes to women's professional wrestling let let me let me rephrase that they put on a beautiful show and an absolute clinic when it comes to professional wrestling yeah no need for genders in there yeah. This next matchup, holy hell, all over the freaking place. Anarchy in the arena. We had the Jericho Appreciation Society or the Jazz Hands, consisting of Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, Jake Hager, Angelo Parker, and Matt Menard taking on the Blackpool Combat Club, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. I still get his name mixed up. Okay. Bryan Danielson and John Moxley, along with Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Submission to end this matchup. 22 minutes and 45 seconds of complete and utter... Chaos. I don't want to talk anymore about that. If you want to watch it, go and watch it. Complete and utter chaos is all that I can say for that. Three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. We had Jurassic Express, the champions, taking on Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and taking on powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks by pinfall Jurassic Express kept the championships which I'm actually very surprised at I am I thought for sure that we were going to have Keith Lee and uh, Swerve Strickland actually taking those championships we didn't The last matchup of the night went 25 minutes and 40 seconds. And this matchup itself was for the AEW World Championship, a singles match with champion Adam Page taking on CM Punk. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that in the year of 2022 I would be saying CM Punk in a world championship matchup. But I just did. And never in my wildest dreams did I think that in 2022 I would be saying and new AEW world champion, C.M. Punk. I don't think that Punk needed this. I don't think that that it was. I, 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 see, I'm even at a loss for words when it comes to this. I'm just going to sit back and wait and see what happens because honestly, this strikes me as odd. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's just CM Punk defeating hangman, Adam page. Okay. I can see it. It's happened. It's happened. I've seen it, but I don't know. When I actually watched it, seeing CM Punk trying to do the buckshot lariat a couple of times. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this was the right move. Now we can get into the conversation with Hangman Page, really that much of a memorable champion. Well, He might not have been. I get that. And even he himself has gone on record as of late and said, after this matchup, and said, it's not about the championships. It's about everybody coming together for the love of professional wrestling. And I commend him for that. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens as we see CM Punk as the new AEW champion. We'll have to see what happens. We're going to take a little bit of time here and we definitely need to talk about our sponsors. The first one I want to talk about here, I don't have anything for them, except as you can see down uh, there, RK Athletics, Rich King in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. If you are looking for personal training, make sure you go and check out rkathletics.ca or follow on their socials at rkathletics1. Rich King and his team will help you get into the best shape of your life, whether you are in the Edmonton, Alberta area, or if you are needing to do something a little bit more remotely, if you are not in the area, They've got things that they can do to help you out with that as well. So make sure you go and check out rkathletics.ca. Like I said, we're going to take a few moments here. We're going to listen to some of our other sponsors and some of our other friends here for a few moments before we come back and talk a little bit of that. Support for Turnbuckle Talk, as heard on Love Wrestling, is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code love wrestling at manscaped.com. Promotional consideration
1: paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. My name's Barry Ratcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Ted 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think, couldn't get any better than this. but. You'd be wrong for only $4.99. You can get ovwwrestlingnetwork.com. That's ovwwrestlingnetwork.com for only 4 dollars Now, will your life be as good as this? No! Yeah. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. ovwwrestlingnetwork.com is only 4 dollars Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Price is so low, they're insane! <whistles> Won't for your buttless, oh, so do I. At OVWWrestlingNetwork.com, it's only four ninety nine a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only four ninety nine a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com, it's only four ninety nine. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane.
0: <laughs> the official Turnbuckle Studio Shop is open official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios, Carl Carafel Unboxes, The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke, miscellaneous products that you can only find here, Beats and Beatdowns, and Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafell.redbubble.com. My name is Carl Carafell and welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk. You just got to hear a little bit from our sponsors and our friends. And yes, even a shop that has been opened specifically for everything, Turnbuckle Studios. Go and check that out if you will make a purchase because every little bit helps. Even with color and elbow When you're there, you can make a purchase there and use the promo code JK podcast. Get yourself 10% off your entire purchase. Manscaped.com use code love wrestling and get 20% off plus free worldwide shipping. There are savings absolutely galore everywhere. Thank you so much for coming back to this episode of Turnbuckle Talk, where we're talking a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We just got finished talking about the AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view that just happened. But we have another pay-per-view to look forward to. And this one is from the WWE. We have got Hell in a Cell. But before we talk about a little bit of hell in the cell, I want to talk a little bit about maybe something that happened outside of the arena where Double or Nothing was happening. Something about a moving billboard that was going down the road with Cody Rhodes' face all over it, talking about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that's coming up. Good on them. I don't know if that was actually something that the WWE had conspired to do, or if these moving billboards are just paid to go wherever they go. Either way, it was a great idea because all of those fans that went to Double or Nothing saw the advertisement for Money in the Bank happening in July. Of 2022, we're gonna go through here quickly. This coming pay-per-view, this one is coming up. We already had the Go Home Raw show for it tonight. We're gonna have the Go Home NXT show because I do believe this weekend as well, we are going to be having the NXT in Your House pay-per-view happening before Helen Cell. And then Friday, we're going to have the go-home SmackDown show. Or is it going to be a go-home? Because from what I'm seeing on this, this seems to be a raw pay-per-view. <laughs> Marketing 101. That's right. That says Astrid. And then Astrid says, in your house, June 4th. That's There we go. So June 4th. It is happening. Why is that still up there? We're not in a commercial break anymore. Got to take that banner off of there. Yeah. So we got four days until Hell in a Cell happening June 5th at 8 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific time. This is a very raw pay-per-view. And I don't mean raw as in like um, unpolished. I mean the actual brand of Raw. (laughs) This first matchup I'm I'm honestly tired of. I don't I I hope that this one here is going to be the final matchup between these two. We're talking a the the actual hell in the cell matchup that's happening. And it appears that there might only be this one that's happening on a pay-per-view that is entitled Hell in a Cell. It looks like we're only getting one actual hell in the cell matchup that's Cody Rhodes taking on you guessed it Seth freaking Rollins so I've talked at length before about how I'm tired of it I'm over it so I'm I'm really hoping that this is going to be the last one and we can move on to new competitors for both Of these guys. I really do. Is it going to be a good matchup? I'm sure it is because the matchups that have happened between the two of them so far have been absolutely gorgeous. Now we're adding in the hell in a cell. I'm sure we're going to see some color. As much as the WWE does not like having blood shown on their programming. When you involve that hell in a cell, it's almost inevitable that it's going to happen because that's it's it's an actual it's it's an actual fence. Like it's it's actual fencing. Like it's diamond patterned fencing is what it is. So you you start getting thrown up against that, your face starts getting rubbed up against that. Somehow, some way you're gonna get busted open. We have got one women's matchup on this card. We've got a triple threat women's matchup happening for the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair versus Asuka versus, you guessed it, once again, Becky Lynch. I know lots of people aren't but I am tired already of Becky Lynch. I'm sorry. That's my own personal opinion. If you have an opinion on it, please leave it in the comments down below because I want to hear it. I am tired of Becky Lynch already. She seems to have been thrust upon us and pushed down our throats continuously since her return. And it just doesn't seem organic. It seems like it is forced upon us. And I don't know about you, but I don't like anything being forced on me. And that's how it feels with Becky Lynch right now. Bianca Belair is a star in her own right. Right. And if you guys have listened to this show before, you know my feelings on Asuka. While Asuka is a great competitor inside of that ring, I am not a fan of this character that she has. Not necessarily because she doesn't know how to speak very well English. Very good English. See, English is a hard language. I've even struggled with it there. But she seems to scream and yell when she talks. She's maybe a little too hyper for me. And I have to mute my television when I see her on the screen because I can't handle it. Maybe I'm a wuss. Maybe. But I just can't handle it. This is going to be a good matchup nonetheless. Because all three of those competitors are fantastic inside of that ring. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing this matchup because, yeah, a triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship. They're going to go out there because they're the only women being represented on this show that we're aware of so far. And it looks like this is the final card here. I think that they're going to give it absolutely everything that they have and good for them. We have a handicap match coming up on this pay-per-view. We have got MVP and Omos taking on Bobby Lashley. Okay. I feel like we've seen it multiple times before, considering the amount of times that MVP gets involved inside of the matchups that Omos and Bobby Lashley have had. So we've seen it. We've got Kevin Owens taking on Ezekiel. If you're not sure who Ezekiel is, um, y- y- you need to do a little bit of research. You do. Ezekiel is a really great character that is happening right now. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard who Elias is. Walk with Elias that's what the WWE stands for. According to Elias Ezekiel is Elias's little brother. So that's what we're being told. And it's actually working out very well. And I have said it before. I'll say it again. I think that the only two people in the WWE that really could have worked with this Ezekiel character to make it as good as it has been so far has been either Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. And I'm happy that they've gone with one of those two guys. And having Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. In a matchup at the Hell in a Cell. Premier live event. Uh, oh. See I was calling it a pay-per-view earlier. It's a premier live event. We have got Finn Balor. AJ Styles. And Liv Morgan. Taking on the Judgment Day. If you're not sure who the Judgment Day is, that is consisting of Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. Some great things really coming out of the Judgment Day right now. Even with Edge on his socials kind of uh, teasing who else could possibly be a member of the group. The whole thing with it has been fantastic so far with the judgment day, and I am definitely liking this pairing of Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. It really does have a cool kind of club vibe to it. I'll I'll air quote those club. If you don't, if you know, you know, it has a whole club vibe to it. And I think it's really cool. And I'm very interested to see if this continues as the three of them together after this matchup. And then the last matchup that we have on this card that we're aware of. Who knows? They could throw something else in here. But we have Mustafa Ali taking on Theory formerly known as Austin theory for the United States championship. This one here, they've done, I think that they've done very good with this as they've gone through and they've had uh, Mustafa Ali just really jumped through a whole bunch of hoops, a whole bunch of ropes, a whole bunch of everything that you can think of to finally get this opportunity. I think that this is going to be a really great matchup. Both of those competitors are fantastic inside of that ring austin theory i'm sorry theory is somebody that i've watched even before he made his way to the wwe so i'm happy with this so check that out in four days in four days time is when that's going to be happening it's going to be a great pay-per-view sorry It's going to be a great premiere live event. It definitely will be. And I'm really hoping that everybody checks it out. I'm going to talk real quick here about, because we got a couple minutes left, the NXT in your house. I'm going to pull up just the preview here super quick, and I'm not going to go into too much details because I know And I'm sure Ed and Astrid will probably be going through it in detail here. But we're going to have the NXT Tag Team Championships on the line. Pretty deadly taking on the Creed Brothers. The North American Champion Cameron Grimes taking on Carmelo Hayes and the NXT champion Braun Breaker going to be taking on Joe Gacy. I'm really looking forward to that one because I love what they've been doing with this whole feud, and even Joe Gacy himself, I'm a fan. It's absolutely fantastic. I love seeing that. So you got those three matches there that are happening on the 4th, and I do hope that Ed and Astrid talk a little bit more about that for you. I'm going to be making my way out of here in just a moment. But before I do, I want to make sure that all of you know that coming up at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is going to be a double feature here on Love Wrestling at twitch.tv lovewrestlingca where we're going to have Zach and Ella J talking about NWA power in their show, Power Out, followed by Ed and Astrid tonight with NX. T E A. They're going to spill the tea on NXT. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Leave here for a moment, go freshen up, grab yourself a drink, grab yourself a cold beverage. If it's warm where you are, or if you're on the other side of the world where maybe it's a little cold right now, grab yourself a piping hot beverage and stay tuned. Because at 10 p.m., you are going to get a whole lot more from amazing people here at Love Wrestling. Remember, everybody, this world's a scary place. Take care of each other.